Chapter Thirteen of the Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Homesteader by Oscar Michaud. Epoch the Third. Mrs. Merely. The April morn shone beautifully over Chicago when Jean Baptiste came from the basement of the apartment where Mrs. Pruitt lived and had bade Godspeed to him. It was election day all over the state, a preferential primary for the purpose of choosing delegates to the GOP convention to be held two months later. And when Jean Baptiste thought of it, he understood what had brought the reverend to the city. Baptiste arrived at Mrs. Mearley's an hour after he left Mrs. Pruitt, went directly to the number and pulled the bell. It was responded to by a young woman he did not know, but she assured him that the one he sought was in, and after seating him in the parlor, hurried to tell Mrs. Murley. She came at once, all joy and gladness, and greeted him with a shake of both hands, and kissed him into the bargain. Sit right down, sit right down, she said profusely, and oh, my, how glad I am to see you, she smiled upon him happily, proving how glad she really was, and he was moved. And you came to see me, she continued. You could have called on no one who would have been more delighted to see you. You do me too much honor, Mrs. Murley, said he gratefully. Indeed, she returned, I could not do you enough. I hadn't hoped for so much kindness, I am sure. But Jean you don't know how much i have thought about you in the last two years and i have longed to talk with you oh really but i thought i was forgotten by everybody in chicago you have never been forgotten by us and especially have we talked of you in the last year he was silent though he felt he understood her reference some dirty sinner ought to be in torment and still he did not speak oh i know all that has been done to you jean she went on tenderly your words give me much relief mrs murley i wish they could give you more it is my wish that an opportunity could be given me to help you he straightened now was the time to state his mission but she was speaking again i spoke my sentiments to his face the rascal all his dirty life has been given to making people miserable wherever he could jean said nothing but was listening nevertheless he has been a rascal for thirty-five years and has made that simple cousin of mine he married the goat. She paused to get her breath. I saw Orlean not long ago, and asked her where her will was, or if she had any. 
he was attentive always he liked to hear her she of course tried to stand up for that arch hypocrite but i waved that aside said i to her orlean i could never believe you if you said jean baptiste abused mistreated or neglected you she looked down when i had spoken and then said evenly no jean did not do any of those things then said i why do you live apart from him the man you married where is your sense of duty but oh mrs murley she tried to protest i just couldn't live out there in that wilderness it was too lonesome oh orlean i said disgustingly did you expect me to believe that and if even i believed you how could i respect you but that is it jean here is this family posing as among the best negro families in chicago but with no more regard for what is morally right than the worst thief indeed no thief would do what that man is doing he mumbled something inaudible she was out to talk so he heard her on i understand the whole lineup and their vain shielding of that old rascal just because you didn't lie to him and become a hypocrite like he himself is everybody near him must bow to him and tell him he is great else he will use what influence is his to get even so that's the whole output he took her away from you because he raised her as he has willed my cousin his wife to subserve to him and now he goes around here with all that dirty affected piety and wants people to sympathize with him in his evil she paused again for a breath and then he spoke i'm glad to know you have taken the view of this you have mrs murley he said slowly and i am wondering therefore whether you would be willing to help me in a certain christian cause why jean why ask me you must know that i would help you in any way i could he then told her just what he had planned she interrupted him at times with little bursts of enthusiasm and there was no hesitancy on her part anything jean anything you don't know how anxious i am and how glad i am to have the opportunity the only thing i regret is that you ever married such a weakling you might have heard that blanche is married i have he replied i trust she is happy well said the other slowly she appears to be withal and for that reason i suppose i should be thankful but she did not quite please me in her selection oh he echoed no she said slowly as if she felt the disappointment keenly she did not her husband it is true is good to her but he did not come up to my hope yet and it is singular she said thoughtfully 
to think that a man with all you possess financially and mentally should get in as you have she paused again a little embarrassed and then pursued i wish blanche had a husband of your disposition and attainments blanche i thought was a sweet girl he said reflectively and a good girl said mrs Murley. i would have given anything to have had her marry a promising young farmer of your order and be now living in the west i love the west and had hoped others would be loving it too he said ruefully he came back here after his first visit and sitting right where you are now and said that you was one of the race's most progressive young men he added to this everywhere he had half a chance and eulogized you to the highest it happened that the minister who married you was here and he too very much admired you and voiced the same to the reverend that old devil just swelled up like a big frog with vanity three months later he comes back here and to seek to justify his action he spreads the town with lies that nobody believes the other shifted his position well jean she said now more soberly just what shall i do if you would not mind oh don't say that very well mrs Murley. i would like you to call her up and suggest a matinee why not just go to one that would please me if you would condescend i'd be glad to go and in view of the circumstances i think it would be a suggestive idea let her get used to your presence again without coming directly to the point at once a capital idea i agree call her up and ask her to come over and go with you to the matinee that is the plan and i understand i will appreciate your kindness he said heartily she arose then and advancing towards him embraced him impulsively thereupon she went to the telephone and succeeded in getting his wife on the wire he heard her answer the call and laugh over something humorous mrs Murley said his heart beat faster and he was conscious that he was more hopeful than he had been for a long time yes mrs Murley was saying i want you to go with me to a matinee be here at one forty-five. yes i have the tickets and you'll not be late she was standing before him again and her face was lighted up with the joy of what she had accomplished he was grateful and rose to thank her whereupon she embraced him again the next moment she went quickly up the stairs to prepare for the occasion you may come upstairs too jean she invited and from the front room there you can watch for yours oh mrs Murley, you make me happier than i have been for a long time he said and almost was he emotional and i have a nice spare bedroom for you and her tonight and tomorrow she is yours 
jean baptiste waited and watched and then suddenly he heard a voice it was that of the girl who had admitted him who was also watching here she comes she cried excitedly jean baptiste looked quickly out of the window and up the street and saw his wife coming leisurely toward the house wherein he was sitting End of chapter 13, Epoch the Third, Mrs. Merely.